0: Are you a post-tribber or a pre-tribber or a mid-tribber? Have you heard of tribbers? <laughs> I'm talking about the rapture and the church being caught up with the Lord and in the sky. Where are you at on all of that? Come with me and let's talk about a little bit of this on this episode of God's Adopted. Howdy. Welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. Father God, I thank you. Praise you for my brothers and sisters. I pray for encouragement, Lord, and for faith in you and growing up, Lord, more and more and loving one another and and building each other up, Father, in Jesus' name. Today, I want to talk about something that is called the rapture. The word itself is not in the Bible, but it's used to describe some different verses in the Bible that talk about how that those who believe in Jesus will never die. And talking about being caught up and going up in the sky, even and being with the Lord, but also at the same time, talking about when is that supposed to happen in perspective of the great tribulation. So, what is the tribulation? This is the period of time toward the end of time, if you will, where jesus is going to return but the timing on all of that and it's the timing so when someone says pre-tribulation pre-tribber or post-tribulation after the tribulation so before the tribulation happens before the the great and awesome day of the lord uh the day that the a period of time of seven years that the first half it seems like everything's wonderful, and there's this one world order that everybody's going to be taken care of, and then the the end of it is the unveiling of the Antichrist who wants to set himself up as God, and all everything's going to break loose in bad ways and terrible, terrible times to live in and to have to go through and survive through. All of that's going to happen according to what the Bible says, and I believe that. And most people who believe in the word of God and who are Christians, when they read through Revelations and read through the New Testament, we don't doubt that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. We don't all agree on how he's going to do it and when he's going to do it. Like there are some different things described in Revelation that might be described like a horse with that, that flies, but it has a tail like a scorpion with a stinger on it. Now, is that beast actually going to exist one day? Well, here's the thing: with God, is it possible for it to exist? No question. Yes. No. No question. Of course. Is it possible for God to do something, describe it that way, but it be something else? Well, that's also possible. We, yeah, it's possible. Uh, I'll give you an example: uh, John the Baptist and Elijah. When Jesus came, now in. In the Jewish culture, they're waiting for the return of the Messiah. They don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And when the Messiah comes, he will be heralded by the prophet Elijah. And every Seder, every Passover, they celebrate the Passover and they have a place setting that nobody sits at. It's a seat with the food and the wine. Everything is there for the person to come. And part of the Seder is until until next year or until the Lord returns or basically, you know, Elijah's going to come one day and everybody waits for him to show up and he hasn't shown up yet. They're waiting. Now, within Christianity, we believe that Jesus is the Messiah and he has come. And in the Gospels, Jesus talking to his disciples and then they wrote it down for us, praise God jesus says if you will john was elijah other words someone came like elijah and heralded the messiah and that was john the baptist and so is it possible for god to describe something for us and for us to understand it one way but then god fulfill it in a different way than we understand it? of course it is let me say it a different way Is it possible that God thinks differently than we do? (laughs) Or is it possible that we have a limited understanding of things? Of course, of course. But that's okay. And on some of these things, and I'm talking about the different types of, like, tribulation. What happens to the body of Christ during tribulation? Uh, Do we get caught up with Jesus? In other words, the rapture. That's do we go before the tribulation, before everything terrible starts happening, or do we go up in the middle of it? So, pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, or post-tribulation? And I have one other that I want that I agree with myself. Um, post-tribulation, do we go up and be with Jesus after the great tribulation and everything? And and then there's one other one that I heard a pastor say a very long time ago that I completely love um, because I think it reflects upon us and and it's encouraging to me. And all of this about the rapture, when you read in the Bible, the, the main verses about it that support it and everything, the apostle was writing to encourage the church that was being greatly persecuted at the time About what's going to happen in the end times, about what's going to happen to the church, what's going to happen to them. So, we're born again and we're going to, and we have eternal life. We've been given eternal life. Now, some people think eternal life is just, well, you get to go to heaven one day. Scripturally, no, it's so much more than that. And it's not that you die and go to heaven and that's eternal life. Eternal life is having a relationship with the living God. Jesus says it. And he says, and he's speaking to Father God. And he says, eternal life is this, that they, speaking about believers, about his disciples, will know you, the only true God, speaking to his Father, to our Father in heaven, and the one whom you have sent, speaking of himself. So eternal life is relationship with God that starts as soon as you get born again. As soon as you're saved, you start eternal life. And then one day when you die, when your body dies, you're going to get a new body one day. And that body will not have any illness, no sickness, and will be with the Lord. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And encouraging. And the verses in the Bible that talk about being the church being caught up with the Lord, that we talk about, we use the word rapture for those verses were written to encourage the church, to encourage them that there, there is a day. We all die one day and our, our physical bodies will die one day, but it's okay because we're going to get a new body and the new body. And when we're with the Lord with our new bodies, there's not, there's not going to be any more suffering for us. Yes, that's encouraging. And that means our loved ones who are in the Lord, they're not going to have suffering either. Not that day, not when they have their new bodies. And we'll be able to recognize each other because Jesus, he came back from the dead. And he still had scars that prove that he's Jesus. But people could recognize him and everything too and everything. And people recognize us. I don't know what exactly my body will look like, but probably something like this. Hopefully a a little bit more hair. The older I get, the less hair. I have on the top of my head, and I, I kind of like it. I don't know. Maybe with the new body, I won't care. Um, maybe the older I get, I'll care less. I don't, yeah, it could happen. Um, but as far as, all right, back to post-tribulation, mid-tribulation, right? Pre-tribulation. And what's that That fourth one? The fourth one that I've heard of a long time ago that I really love it's called pan-tribulation. and Pan tribulation is the way you say it is that well. However, it pans out. That's the way I think it's going to go, and that that's the truth. That's that's the one I like. Um, People almost come up in arms when it comes to stuff like this. This is one of these areas in the scriptures that I can agree to disagree agreeably, and I want to encourage you to take that stance. There's so much more about creation and God that we will never know until we're with him in his presence. And there's so many things that a lot of times we feel like we know, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's some things that we just don't know, and it's okay. It needs to be okay. Uh, Some people think they know when the Lord's going to return. Every year. And there's there's groups of believers that believe that Jesus is going to return on this day and time this year and last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. And I'm not coming against them. I'm just simply saying, I believe the Bible's clear that nobody's been given the day and time when he's going to return. I mean, he says that. And then book of Acts, he says, well, the father has been given, he knows this information and the son doesn't know it. And he seems to be okay with it. I'm okay with it. we're warned to always be ready. And we're encouraged to always be ready. And part of this about the rapture is that people want to be encouraged by it and they want to to really get everything as best they can. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. So if, if you are if you take a stand on post-tribulation or mid or pre-tribulation, um, I probably lean towards pre-tribulation. I mean, that's what I would hope. Why why wouldn't I lean that way? And when I read it, I kind of, I feel like that's probably the case. But it ultimately, however it pans out, is going to be the way it pans out. And, and I really don't know completely on it. So why would I even bring this up? Well, partly just because I want to encourage you. It's okay. It's okay not to understand it completely. It's okay to not have to, you don't have to take a stance. On one of these things, to be a, a child of God, a disciple of the Lord Jesus, a theologian, you don't have to take a complete stance. It's okay. It's honest. It's human to be able to say some things I don't know completely. This is what I believe based on what I understand or how I understand it when I read and study all the scriptures, and this is where I end up. And so I, I just wanted to. Talk about this a little bit to encourage us, right? These bodies—they weren't made to last forever. Uh, there's a place in the Bible where it talks, it describes our bodies as seeds that are going to be planted one day. Well, and and it's just the shell. What we see now is the shell. We get a new body, no no sickness, no pain. That's going to be awesome. So, where are you at? What do you think about pre-tribulation, post-tribulation, mid-tribulation? Or are you a pan or you do you do the pan tribulation? That's kind of where I am. Um, and does it matter so much that you have to like break ties with other people? I, I don't think it ought to. Sometimes I mean there are people that have broken ties with other people because of what they think about about this. but I would encourage us let's love one another. How? Well, Jesus said that we ought to love one another. He commanded, it wasn't even a suggestion. He says, a new commandment I give you. You must love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another. So the example of how to love each other is how Jesus loves his disciples in the Gospels and how Jesus loves us. And if if you don't know how Jesus loves you, read through the Gospels. Look at how he treats people. Look at how, how he talks to people, his disciples especially. And the people that he was trying to help, those people, us. And that's how we are supposed to learn how to love each other, his way. Not the world way, not our way, his way. Because his is the way, he is the way. All right, I'm going to close this episode with that. Um, Like I said, I'd love to hear from you though. What are your thoughts? Pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation? Post tribulation, pan tribulation. I like pan tribulation. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna close in prayer. Father, thank you for this time I've had with my brothers and sisters. I pray for your blessings on each of them and their families represented, and my own too. And but thank you for the time that you've given us, that that we can encourage and love each other. And thank you for your words, Father God. Thank you for your words that you're gonna that you have a new body for us. Thank you for eternal life that we can know you and that that our knowing of you our relationship with you can it can it can grow forever with you you're amazing i pray that you would just encourage and bless any listener even today in some special way father in jesus name i love seeing how our real living god is working in and through our real living lives in this real world Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.